Welcome to Scary Savannah and Beyond, and this is going to be episode number 87. This is a little weird. This is very weird because... I can't look at you. She can't look at me. <laughs> if you don't watch our YouTube videos, this won't make any sense to you, but we have changed up our studio space. We've introduced a lot more room for the dog to clack her claws, as you're hearing right now, but we have rearranged our seating so that we now have background images, I hope. In theory. <laughs> In theory. That is the uh, the test we're running on this episode. So if you haven't watched us on YouTube yet, please go check it out and let us know what you think. If you don't like it, I don't want to hear from you. Yeah, because we didn't have enough to deal with already. <laughs> yeah, this we is We just made this thing. much more complicated. Uh, well, that is my speciality. And now I need a ring light. You do need a ring light because I think you might have a shadow on your face. I know, and I've been wanting a ring light forever. Uh, well, we'll look into that. Maybe by next episode, we'll have changed it up a little bit. Or maybe I've already ordered them. Well, I hope that you would <laughs> run it by me first so we For make what? sure it's right. Make sure it's the right one. I read the Amazon reviews. Oh, well, it's the best one. You know they pay for those things, right? They like no, bot but all spam these reviews. people are like, they're great for my TikTok videos. They're great for, and that's what we need. That doesn't mean it's good for two people sitting behind. You one need camera. two ring lights. Well, maybe one we for need, each of us. We might need six. <laughs> that's probably what we'll end up with. One, and then I'll send those back and buy the six hundred dollar ones. Oh, we are not doing that. I've already bought two of them while you were talking. No, you didn't. Well. So I'm wondering how it's March already. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it doesn't seem like it should be this late in the year already because I've made zero progress on my goals so far outside of adding new goals. What are your new goals? Being able to play piano by the end of the year fluently. Oh, I know. You've got this new piano that hooks to your studio software. FL Studio. And you want to start out playing like master pianist stuff. Oh, yes. Stuff. I'm all about like, master pianist. I hear you pianist. playing things and it's nothing <laughs> like a beginner would start it's with. It's not something that an intermediate piano no, player would No, it's like do. our two youngest kids took piano, so I know where a beginner starts and it's yeah. not there. Yeah, but also I am a musician, so I bring some knowledge of the music That doesn't, really, that doesn't mean you can play piano. making my fingers do the things that the music theory requires them to do. Well, speaking so. of our youngest child, she just turned 21. How is that possible? Uh, now we can say that every one of our children is old enough to buy us cigarettes and booze. <laughs> that is true. That's a benefit. And that's something that I've been looking forward to ever since they were born. Why? They don't even live with us. Well, you know, when we're out in public, they still make us do all the things, though. So you know, and Yeah, so we end up paying for everything. We do get the privilege of paying for the experience as well. Yeah, so we took her, along with the other kids, out to Savannah. Well, yeah. all of them but one. Yeah, we did. And some bonus people that we didn't even know. <laughs> we, we, yeah, we ended up uh, with a whole bunch of extras around us. And this guy that just kept trying to get everybody to dance, it was weird. Who was that? The weird guy that wasn't part of our crowd, but he was at the bar we were at. And he oh. was like dragging everybody up and away. Yeah, like the creepy salesman guy. Yeah, and I told you, I said, this guy is like every salesman I have ever seen in my industry. It's like, I'm telling you, he sells vows You can to spot somebody. him a mile away. Yeah, and I'm like, I understand your moves, Mr. Salesman, I'm because I am also a business salesman. business suit. How very business of you to be singing. What was he singing? Willie Nelson or no, Rihanna or something? it was uh, Whitney Houston. <laughs> yeah, because that's a thing a, a well, 60-something old dude could sing. I don't think he was singing it, but he wanted us all to dance to it. Oh, I want to dance with somebody. Yes, I want to dance feel the with somebody. Heat with somebody. Yeah. So he has all of my 20-something-year-old children and me up there dancing. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just sitting there beside. No, uh, you're not. You're coming around with the video camera oh, ready yeah, to punch did, him in I the face. I didn't want to have evidence. Yeah. I didn't want to have evidence. You were just there to like to so you could punch him in the face if yeah. need be. The only thing that's sad about the whole thing is that while we were out in Savannah, right, we didn't run into any ghosts, did we? We did not. I was hoping, but we didn't. But I was still inspired to look for a story this week about the paranormal. I am so glad that you found inspiration in drinking to Whitney Houston songs. It was some spirits. <laughs> if there were spirits involved. <laughs> they might not have been the ghostly kind, is what she's saying. So while researching, I came across a hotel that takes the claim of being the most haunted hotel in America. Hotel in America? Yeah. That's an H, not an M. Correct, because the motel would be the clown motel. We all agree on that. That's the important distinction to make. So I was immediately interested and had to learn all I could do about it. And I learned more than I could fit into this episode. 
That That, sounds like your normal episode. I know, and I learned something else right before we went on air, and I don't even know if I have time to talk about it. It's like, it's crazy. It's like the amount of information you find when you sit there and you're watching videos of women folding laundry (laughs) and putting away children's toys. That is true. And things of that nature, because every time I come upstairs, that's all I ever see her watching, so I don't know when she's researching this stuff. Well, I'm researching on my computer while watching YouTube videos. Well, she does do five things at a time, so it's confusing to me. Located in Eureka Springs in the Ozarks of Arkansas, near the Missouri border. Arkansas. Yeah, I didn't say it on the sneak peek. I did that intentionally. I didn't even plan it. It just came to you? It just came to me to be a doofus. The Crescent Hotel and Spa stands atop a mountain looking down on the valleys below. Ooh, wow. You can see this is Arkansas. Is it? It is. And that little colored one, that is where... Eureka Springs is right at the border of Missouri. Well, that's Missouri. way on yonder out it is there, north. isn't it? Yes, it's very north. Eureka Springs is a very interesting city. It's described as the Switzerland of America for its winding roads and surrounding mountains. They have mountains in Switzerland? They do. <laughs> I just thought they had watches. <laughs> no. Native Americans told stories of a great healing spring in the area. This was a destination of their culture for years, when the federal government forced the natives west, the location of the spring was lost. Okay. As the European Americans began to move west, they sought after these waters, believing they possessed magical powers. As you would naturally assume they would. A man named Dr. Alva Jackson claimed to find this magical spring in 1856, telling people that the water had cured his eye ailments. <laughs> like, all the sleepies in my eye corners were gone as soon as I splashed myself with these waters of mystery. I don't know what his eye ailments were. I mean, maybe I'm he just you, had It's like eye. eye boogies, you know, like like the dogs have when they wake up. It's I like, I wake up with eye boogies. They're not there anymore. I don't think you need magical water for that. Well, Regular water will work. It didn't take much to impress people back in the olden days, is what I'm saying. Well, this led him to set up a hospital in a nearby cave. <laughs> <laughs> of course it did. This is in the 1860s during the Civil War. Ah, uh, that's when everyone was in caves. <laughs> When the war was over, he bottled up the water and sold it as Dr. Jackson's Eye Water. Oddly enough, I think that was also the working title of one of Michael Jackson's early albums. Was it? Dr. Jackson's Eye Water. I think he needed a better PR group. (laughs) I don't know why this isn't working. The miracle elixir is already taken, so it's got to be the magic water. Jackson had a friend, Judge J.B. Saunders. Saunders was convinced that the waters were responsible for healing his unnamed crippling disease. Which was also eye boogies. He told anybody and everybody of these miraculous waters, which led to a boomtown. Nice. By the following year, 1880, Eureka Springs was a bustling city and tourist destination. People came by the thousands to experience the spring. They set up tents and shanties on the nearby hills. Mm-hmm. Shanty town. You know how it's legit when you got some shanties going on out there. And by 1889, Eureka Springs was second only to Little Rock as the most populous city in the state. How many other cities are there in the state? Like six? Uh, at least, <laughs> six, I would say. Six or seven, maybe. I don't know. You can see it's a really cool-looking city. Oh, that reminds me of the interview of the vampire. Do you remember on that I movie where they're in that. that building? But I think that was New Orleans, wasn't it? It was. Ah. You can see that's what it looks like today. Oh, look at this. It is very colorful. Looks like, it, it looks like, like Switzerland. looks like Venice. One of the residents, Powell Clayton, who was a former governor of Arkansas, saw the town as a destination and retirement community for the wealthy. He just looks like he saw the town as a way to make a buck to me. <laughs> Look at his face. He does. He set about molding this image into the minds of the elite and garnered enough attention for a railroad to be built through the town. Convenient. If you want to be known as a vacation resort, you got to have a railroad. I know. They have one up there in uh, Boone, North Carolina for Tweetsie Railroad. It's a vacation destination. <laughs> I don't think it's the same thing. I mean, like little kids ride on that. It only took a couple of years for thousands of homes to pop up, as well as churches, shops, and restaurants. And if you're going to attract the rich, you need a proper place for them to stay. So construction began on the magnificent Crescent Hotel. Atop Crescent Mountain. I can't confirm that's the name. I've heard that in one... Video source? Well, I don't care if it's true or not. I'm going to say it's Crescent Mountain. If I'm wrong, somebody correct me in the comments. I could not find the actual name of the mountain, but it's on top of a big mountain. Dr. Jackson's Eyewater Mountain. (laughs) Built in the Victorian style, only the finest materials and furnishings were used. The walls were made of limestone. I think they were 18 inches thick. That is some 
pretty extreme wallage there. It is. And they gathered it from the White River 10 miles away. So they had to bring all that in on wagons. Okay. If you aren't watching this on YouTube, you need to go online and look up the pictures of this place. It's really amazing. If you aren't watching this on YouTube, what's wrong with you? I know. Get with the now. Everything about it is amazing, including the views of the Ozark Mountains. Construction wrapped up in 1886 with a cost totaling $294,000, which in today's money is over $9 million. That's so a Extreme. That's crazy. What would that be in today's money? Like third? I just told you. Oh, I was thinking it was uh, to carry the one. <laughs> Sorry. You're not listening at all, are no, you? No, I'm focused on that. Everything's different now. Everything's weird. Two hundred ninety-four thousand, which is in eighteen eighty-six. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's probably in the vicinity of nine million dollars. It is. You could buy a couple houses on Tybee for that. Maybe, maybe you could rent one for a year. <laughs> I don't know. Anybody who was anybody found their way to the Crescent, most likely dancing in the famous Crystal Ballroom. Ooh, you love ballrooms. I love and it. You and you also crystal. love Crystal. Look at that. You're very full of the word Crystal. <laughs> for where? I wonder why. This is like, you think very highly of the word. In the early days, it was quite exclusive, requiring an invitation to stay there. And in the beginning, it was quite lucrative. But by the early 1900s, it was failing and falling into disrepair. As such, it was turned into Crescent College and Conservatory for Young Women. As they always do when these buildings turn decrepit. (laughs) The college operated (laughs) from 1908 to 1924. It was quite a popular college. Oh, yes. yeah. A lot of people wanted to attend. Uh, I can't imagine. I bet there were a lot of guys that wanted to go. <laughs> it was only for women. <laughs> I know. That's why I stand by what I well, said. I mean, look how they're dressed. Wouldn't well, that's pretty hot for the 1900s, <laughs> isn't it? Look, they're showing their feet. Are they? That's a little risque. No, they're not. They're Don't wearing you shoes. Look at them. Yeah, but their feet are visible. That's a little risque. Slightly. Very risque. It was later reopened in 1930 as a junior college. That lasted only four years and closed in 1934. This is now the Great Depression. Uh, well, probably at that point, they, the dresses did cover the shoes. So. It did. Yeah. Norman G. Baker bought the Crescent in 1937. Norman Baker was an interesting man. He spent his early days as a magician in Baldville marrying a fortune teller. As we all have known people to do when they're... It's eccentric, quite you know, it happens all the time in the 1900s. He was said to be a millionaire inventor and radio personality and also a doctor. Only one little problem, he had absolutely no medical training. <laughs> and when you say it, it? it was said, it's by, by who? Well, uh, me. I mean, I say it. Well, he had his own radio station that he made, like he invented it. <laughs> invented it. <laughs> he invented it. Like I set up a little antenna outside, mm-hmm. and I have a radio station. And like he published a magazine. It was like TNT, and it was like against the medical field. Ah, oh, so he's he's telling the truth about how all these other doctors are quacks. Correct. But he has got to be on to something. Right here, right. Well, he didn't let the problem that he wasn't a doctor stop him. From practicing medicine? (laughs) Yeah. He had been run out of Iowa for not having a medical license, so he simply moved on up to the Ozarks and rebranded himself. This time, Uh he took advantage of the incredible magic water nearby and claimed he could cure what ails you, including cancer. Well, that's not really an outrageous claim to make when you have access to Dr. Jackson's Miracle Isle elixir. I, I think it's pretty fair. <laughs> I mean, I would do the Make same the leap. thing. If I was there, I would do the same thing. He spoke out against traditional medicine and offered treatment for a lower cost than normal hospitals. He set up shop in the Crescent Hotel, 2,000 miles above sea level, and brought in patients from all over to his new health resort. And you uh-huh. can see this is his advertisement. Now, I ain't going to lie. This is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. This, this would sell me on it. Where sick folks get well. Baker Hospital. I mean, how are you not gonna? How are you not gonna believe that? It says we cure cancer, tumor, without operation, <laughs> radium, or X-ray. <laughs> We've got something much better. It's water. It's water. <laughs> it's, it's, now I know what you're thinking. There's something in the water. Nope. It's just water. It's just magic water. If you can call magic an ingredient. We treat all ailments. We do not cut out any organ. Oh. Every room with connecting bath. <laughs> we do not cut. Out any or it does say that <laughs> it does this say that. looks like something that would have come in the instruction manual for this green screen we got behind us. Did. That on the back side, there's some English. <laughs> well, that's your first problem was trying to read the directions. Well, that's true. I should be like you, and like the first thing I do is go Throw find the instructions so that I can dispose of them. Exactly. 
I'm sure it'll come as no surprise that he could not, in fact, cure cancer or anything else for that matter. It actually is kind of shocking to me. I, I was a really sort of pumped up on this dude. So I bet he, you're going to tell me he was a terrible guy, too. Yeah. This is where this judge, always goes. A federal judge oh, in 1940. there's a federal judge involved. <laughs> this can't be well. He determined that these treatments were swindle. Oh, no. Swindle. And there was That's nothing, some strong words. It was nothing in it but clover, corn silk, watermelon seed, and water. Well, where's the, the magic? Well, this is illegal to do because you're not treating people with anything that could actually cure them. So he served four years in federal prison for mail fraud. And we heard... (laughs) For mail fraud? Yeah, because he was uh, advertising it through the mail. Okay, well, see, all the other stuff's fine. I mean, if you just stuck to your, you know, your corn silk, your watermelon seeds, and whatever else it is he's sticking in there, you just can't advertise it. Well, he did, and he also, I think, took payments through the mail, and that's illegal. He should have took credit cards. They didn't have those yet. He should have took personal checks. Well, he did. Actually, I've seen some. Okay, well, then what's the problem? that's money through the mail. That's still payment. Well, he could have done it by carrier pigeon. Those weren't all dead at this point, were they? Yes, they were. Oh, okay. Well, I guess he's up a creek. Oh, one video we watched said that like he would inject it into his into people's brains. The watermelon juice. Yeah. That was uh, intense. And I'm like, who's sitting here thinking, you know what I think I need? I need some of that good watermelon juice right up in my <laughs> in cerebral <your> cortex <laughs> right now. So he spent this four years in federal prison, and then he was released. And he later moved to Florida with all his ill-gotten millions of dollars. He got millions. To keep, yeah, he got to keep it. And he died in 1958 of cancer. Ah, uh, it seems like a fitting death for the man who could not cure himself. Physician, cure thyself. This left the Crescent Hotel without an owner until 1946, when it was purchased by John R. Constantine. These are some important people. Those are some important names. You can tell by the names. I can tell. Herbert E. Shutter, Herbert Byfield, and Dwight Nichols. There's two Herberts involved here. You know things is getting serious. I've never met one Herbert in my whole life, let alone two. Herbie. I don't know a Herbie. I don't either. <laughs> this is like a car, wasn't it? There goes Herbie. He's in the. He's running on the magical elixir. In 1967, the hotel caught fire and nearly burned to the ground. It sat abandoned until 1997 when a wealthy couple, Marty and Elise Rennick, bought it for $1.3 million and spent the next six years painstakingly restoring it to its former glory. To this day, it sits atop of a mountain, preferably, or maybe, Crescent Mountain. We we'll don't know. call it Crescent Mountain for the sake of this podcast. <laughs> if it's wrong, it's not her. It's me making executive decisions. And it serves as a luxurious getaway, complete with a spa and pool, but also brands itself as America's most haunted hotel. You know how I know that? Because when we watched that video, they had an ice cream machine that had that written right on the side of it. Indeed. So you knew it was going to be haunted if you have a creepy doctor who isn't really a doctor. The Crescent Hotel offers nightly tours with some 35,000 guests a year coming to seek a paranormal experience. Okay. And some of the ghosts you may find are these pictures. You see these are going to represent the people we're going to talk about. They're kind of scary. They especially are. that second woman over I don't even know who that left. is. She looks like a nurse or a nun or maybe like a karate person. <laughs> a karate person. That's, that's what I would call that, <laughs> karate person. So the first one we're going to talk about is Michael, and he's said to haunt room 218. Okay. He worked there during the construction. He was an Irish stonemason. Okay. And some people said he was a ladies' man, and he was leaning over, flirting with the ladies, and he fell and off the top. Is he like sort of like floor. the doctor where it's like some people say he's a ladies' man, and it turns out, who says that? Is it, well, he did. Michael. <laughs> yeah, Michael, Michael did. generally says that about himself. Is so it like the beam that he was working on was part of the room when it was finished. So oh, that's why they say he hangs out holding there. Holding on to the energy or some such nonsense. Mm-hmm. Now, Theodora, she haunts room 419. Some people say she's a cancer patient who's seen fumbling with her keys. Okay. Some people say she was one of the nurses when it was a hospital, and she likes to tidy up. Oh, well, that's the room we need to stay in if we go here. It so is. she can just clean up for us. It's so. pretty, right? It, yeah, it is. It's got like stars on the wall. Oh, yeah. And yeah. a creepy picture it, it of like Theodora. A, it has a lamp. It has some Kleenex. It, <laughs> I mean, it has like pillows. Pillows? <laughs> like more than one. Oh, wow. That's fancy. And there's another ghost of a four-year-old child named Brecky. 
Brecky. He apparently died in the hotel due to complications from an appendicitis. Oh, no. It's like he started having the problem when he was staying there, and they took him in and tried to operate on him, but he didn't make it during Oh, no. I wonder what time frame that was. Uh, then I don't know. I don't think it was when it was a, a hospital. Like the woman's college? It's so cool even the four-year-olds want to be here. Well, I did see one account say that there was one of the women had jumped from the balcony of the top floor, the third floor, okay, because she was pregnant. Oh, no. When it was a college. Well, I hope that's a myth. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of ghosts being seen. So, Brecky can be seen throughout the hotel, and sometimes he's bouncing a ball. For added creepiness, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. children like to play with balls. Yeah, they do. If you go to room 212, that was the room that Dr. John Fremont Ellis. Oh, there's three names involved here. You know this guy is something serious. Yeah, he was one of the doctors that work there. And when you see him, you're going to smell his cherry pipe tobacco. That seems like such a trope to me. It's like, how many places have we talked about where it's like, you might smell the pipe tobacco? Well, they like to smoke a pipe. Well, I guess maybe you do maintain the things that you liked or the energy of it. Uh, or maybe just some of the employees use this as an excuse, <laughs> excuse to go smoke cherry pipe tobacco. That's possible. You know, that would be the smooth play right there. His room's not as nice as Theodore, as you can see. It's uh Yeah, let's take really a look small. at it here. It's, uh, the lighting is uh, confusing to me. Yeah, there's just um, one light on the wall. The way that the blanket's on the bed. <laughs> that is all crooked. wrong. I noticed, I noticed that, but only because you have me have a trained eye with those kind of things. <laughs> Other than that, now yeah, it looks pretty cool. And not only... Are humans haunting this place? There's also a ghost cat. I thought you were going to say it. Morris was the hotel's general manager for 21 years. Wow, he's a kid and he lived that long? He did. Good for him. He did, and he's buried on the hotel property. Oh, well, good for him. And people see and hear him regularly. Not good for the people, um, I guess. I imagine he's able to. you're able to distinguish him between him and the new general manager because they don't look anything alike. Well, he's orange. Yeah, he's orange. And Jasper is the new general manager. and He's black and white. (laughs) He doesn't seem to be real interested in customer service from what I saw in the video. There's a picture of him. He does a great job. Looks like he's taking on his role really well. Yeah, I mean, he's like, he's he's no nonsense kind of manager. I mean, he doesn't deal with shenanigans. Yeah, someone wanted to pet him and he had no time for that. He's like, look at, I am extremely busy. I've got to go sleep sleep in the garden for the next 12 hours. (laughs) I I can't possibly squeeze you in. Another phenomenon occurs on the third floor where the hotel connects to an annex, which was built back when the hotel was a hospital. Okay. A lot of people become lightheaded and some even pass out. Some people speculate this is a portal to the other side. That would be the first thing I thought of. It's like, well, I'll tell you what, first thing I'm going to tell you is that's (laughs) a portal. portal. It's a portal right there. I mean, we have those all over the place, but right here. That's where it's at. Well, they say it's like really overwhelming and it just comes on suddenly and you just pass out. D- yeah. Yeah. Excessive drinking can do that. Too. I don't think they're drinking. I don't think it's a pub crawl. No, no, it might not be a pub crawl, but <laughs> that don't mean they ain't got a fifth of Jack. I've never heard this, but many paranormal investigators have come to believe that limestone has a special ability to absorb and release electromagnetic and psychic energies. Have you ever heard that? Well... In my extensive research regarding limestone and other aggregates, um, uh, I have noticed a trend on the electromagnetic spectrum that it does seem to retain some of the energy. Okay, so no. Yeah, I, I just made all that up. In 2019, while digging in the backyard, they began to find old bottles. This can't end well. They called in an archaeological team who came in and unearthed hundreds of bottles from the time of the not so good not really a doctor, Norman Baker. He's not good. He's not a doctor. He ain't even, he might not even be a real man. He might be a con artist. Oh, he was a con artist. Oh, he's a con artist. Yeah. The bottles contained his magic cures and elixirs, as well as human tissue and tumors. Ooh, I wonder if they sampled these bottles to find out what the the constituent ingredients are. A lot of it was, was spring water and like they said, clover, what watermelon. was magic spring water though? Yeah. It's not just spring water. It's magic. It's the magic one. Oh, okay. Yeah. It seems the doctor needed a discreet way to get rid of the patients he wasn't really curing without upsetting the other patients. So he would have them taken late at night to the morgue where who knows what kind of experiments he was doing on them. 
Like you can see, here's the bottles. Okay. They've got a That's lot of them on display. Bottles. Are those the specimen bottles or the cure bottles or just a conglomeration? It's a, it's of, a whole grouping of it's them. It's like, it could be all kinds of things. And there's no way to know for sure how many people died under his care, but it's estimated to be more than 40, which is a lot. Over the course of time that he had it as a hotel, I would say that is a pretty big body count. It was a hospital. Yeah, hospital, hotel. Since the discovery, they both start with H. Since the discovery of the bottles, paranormal activity has increased in the morgue. Oh, you made Isn't them that angry! Creepy. Look at that morgue. Oh no! It's got a meat locker for oh, storing no, the cold baby. bottles. Oh no! Oh no! I mean, the bodies, not the bottles. It's <laughs> still well. We could store them both, really. And sometimes a dark figure is spotted, and there's an increase in cold spots, and people are often touched in this area. It looks like the kind of place you'd get touched. It does. For so, so many different reasons. Oh, no. <laughs> so on their website, they have a whole gallery of pictures where people have claimed to capture this phenomenon. Okay. I'm like, you see this one? Yeah, see, it's like that laser field it thing. It is a laser, yeah. and you see there's a figure there. I oh, I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right there on under that third column of uh, laser light. This is in the crystal ballroom. Above the chair. So if you're not watching on YouTube, you should go to it their gallery. It looks like a guy wearing a tie. It does. Except when you look at the picture and you sort of trace it up, you can see that it looks like the windowsill. So but it's kind of offset. But it really looks like a guy that has his arm like this, and he's sort of turned and he's adjusting. He's adjusting his tie or, or possibly holding a cigarette. Even. Yeah. So it looks like he's holding a cigarette. Well, he's hanging out in the crystal ballroom, so he's probably got a cigarette. He probably does. And this is in front of a couch. This is just some... Just a random blur. Yeah. That... See that it's a spirit. That to me, it's easy when you set your shutter speed really slow. If you move a camera, you'll ever notice it'll get out of focus. This sort of looks like it could be that. But the reason it sort of makes me question that now that I'm looking at it is because the newspapers or the articles in front are are a little blurry, but they're still relatively in focus. Right. So if it was such a low light situation that whatever this is did that, those should be out of focus too, unless. Somebody had it sitting still, and then they came up and just moved around in front of the camera while everything else is sitting still because it, that could happen in that situation, too. Yeah, but usually my iPhone doesn't make pictures look like that, even if it's low light. That was done with an iPhone? I think so. Well, you'd have to I don't even know that you can set the exposure for that long. But Okay, this next picture, you can see it looks like a light. It does. In the middle. They don't know what that is because there was no light source. It's going all the way up to yeah. the bed. Yeah, I see that. That's that is kind of a kind of an odd one. And this is a haze outside in front of the hotel. Okay, now that could just be fog. Yeah, but they're saying it wasn't foggy that night. Yeah. And this one I don't believe. Like look at this. This is a picture of the top of a door, it looks like. Okay. The window of a door. With and a woman? There's a woman. You can see it clearly. That's clear as day. There's two women. Mm-hmm. It looks like one is behind the the beams. You see her, like yeah. an older woman, and that like they're looking directly at this mirror. How how are you not supposed to just believe that's just two women? <laughs> yeah, but the, look how they're dressed. They're dressed from like the early 1900s. They're not dressed like women today. Oh no, I mean that sort of looks like the thing the woman was wearing on the Indiana Jones movie if it was black instead of gold. You know the dancer lady that, <laughs> that you like. That wasn't a real thing. People don't dress like that. I mean, I might occasionally. Okay, so this next one is the hallway on the third floor. Okay. And what appears to be a baby face appearing in the mirror. A baby face appearing in the mirror. Yeah, do you see a baby face? Uh, Maybe right around here, mm -hmm. maybe, I guess. I'm not sort really. Of. I don't have my reading glasses on. Yeah, I think they're stretching on that one. Yeah, that's. it looks like a handprint maybe on, on the glass because I've already seen that the blanket on the bed was slightly off so maybe it's just needs to be washed i think sometimes your eyes can make you see things that your brain just puts it together now this does look like a woman oh that is a that is kind of creepy yeah mm -hmm. that's a face for sure i don't see and it looks sort of evil mm -hmm. when you zoom in on it i don't know if i want to be able to zoom in on youtube but i will try and if i don't just know it looks creepy so this next one looks like cigarette smoke to me like in the air yeah See, but they're saying it's not. Obviously, they wouldn't be just taking a picture of cigarette smoke and saying, you know. Yeah. But it, it appears like cigarette smoke I mean, that would is how it in comes front of across. a picture. I guess if you're the person that took the picture, then you know. Yeah. And if that's the case, then you know. Okay, this next one does look like a face. So if it's not really somebody they were taking a picture of, that's freaking me out. 
Okay. It's Your sorta, computer screen is dark. Look at mine. Yeah, I have mine turned down because I'm trying to see battery oh all the gosh. time. That's but one look. of my creepy things. Can you see the... It sort of looks like data from Star Trek, uh, The Next Generation. I mean, that is clearly does it a not? It does. Is it Brent Spiner? <laughs> Brent Spiner? Is it the ghost of Brent Spiner? <laughs> and he's not dead, but it, it might be his ghost. So this next one's the bar. You can see like an apparition of a woman uh, in the doorway. In a white dress, of mm-hmm. course. That's of course. how you know it's a ghost. Yeah. And she's kind of standing above the bar. She's, like she's sort of, I don't know. I think she's the door's behind the bar, so she's probably waiting for her Diet Coke and just hasn't got it yet. That's probably what's happening. I'm seeing it that way. But there are tons of photos on there. I just couldn't go through all of them, but yeah. there's so many that people have seen something. I would agree that there's definitely something afoot at the magical mountain of water. And the Crescent Hotel was featured on Ghost Hunter Season 2, Episode 213, if you want to look that up. They claim to have captured a full-bodied apparition. And we haven't watched that. Have you watched that? Maybe we should it. watch that. Oh, you can't oh, I didn't really it. look for it very hard. I mean, I know it exists, <laughs> but I can't be bothered to do more research if I can't also watch well, a woman so folding much. clothes on YouTube. No, uh, there's so much information. I just didn't have time to watch that, too, because that would have just given me more to write about. That's true, because you'd be sitting there. You, you can't take your time away from the lady being like, look, we have checkers, we have backgammon, and we have Pictionary, and we can't keep a two of the three games. And I'm going to show you right now, this kid's not playing with this. We're throwing it away. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Stop making fun of it's my videos. It's a half videos. hour of me throwing this in the trash. So also, You make fun of my videos all the time. No, really what strange. I make fun of is the strange music I walked in on you <laughs> listening to when you were in the shower. She sort of scared me when she walked in because it's like I thought she was an apparition. Like what even was that? I'm not going to say it on air. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. It was very strange. It was just, I listened to some weird stuff. I'll say. Yeah. So, also on their website, they have a place where guests can go and tell their experiences. So, we're going to read a few of those for you. And if you want to hear more of those, you need to join Patreon because we read some extra ones on there. Yes, because on the Patreon, at a certain level, we do a thing called a sneak peek. And you should check it out because every week you'd get an additional episode that comes out on Thursdays. And we give you an idea of what the upcoming episode is. But then we always rant and ramble about whatever's going on. So if you're interested in hearing about a little bit more behind the scenes from us, that would be a good way to do it and support the podcast at the same time. So I'm going to read this first Speaking story. of that, I need to shout out Savannah Marchion for buying yes. us the coffee. I did message her, but thank you. I Savannah. said message her. She bought you coffee and then you... I did message her, but I wanted to shout her out on the show, too. And oh, I just yes. Thank you, it. Savannah. We thank, thank you. you so much. And we need to go to that haunted place together. Is that already happening? It's happening right now. Oh, well. We don't have time to get to Charleston. Oh, well. So you Them's want to read the, the first story? Yeah. So this is from a guest that stayed at this wonderful estate. That evening, we went out to eat with friends downtown, where an older gentleman making balloon animals had handed my four-year-old son one. Okay, now this this story already sounds. I know it's already creepy. It's already creepy. We capped off our night with drinks and a sleepy kid on the back patio of the Crescent, watching the first full moon of October. Yeah, this is not getting better. It's not. I get upstairs to our room, forgetting we are in a haunted hotel. How can from, you forget? I, I, I don't <laughs> know. It's like everything's happening. And I found a bloody knife. And it's, well, it doesn't say that, but nah. I'm just saying it just feels like it could say that. And this is one of those oblivious people that still didn't put two, two together. And then they say, I get upstairs to our room, forgetting we are in a haunted hotel from all the chit-chatter of the evening, and put my kid to sleep, and I fall fast asleep shortly after. Now, as a mom to a four-year-old, I didn't think anything of it when he started crying in the middle of the night. I go up to him and ask him what's wrong. He then points to the edge of his bed and says, A girl was in our room and was holding his balloon and wouldn't give it to him. And then there's a skull face emoji. (laughs) I think this is where it dawns on her that strange things are afoot at the Circle K, so to speak. The Crescent. At that moment, the realization of our location, a haunted hotel, became very real. I asked him again, and he points again and says, She was right there. She was right there and wouldn't give me my balloon. 
my mouth was wide open and told him we would find his balloon in the morning and get some rest. I looked at the clock, and it was exactly 6 a.m. Needless to say, every sound and shift in the room kept me up till the sun rose. Okay, she went back to bed. Just like you. She tried to. (laughs) Just like you. I see this happened to me. I bet, Junior, I've got two words for you. And one of the two you ain't going to hear because I'm already going to be out the door. And the other one's let's go. Well, what if he was just dreaming? I I would err on the side of caution in a haunted hotel on the first full moon on the month of October after a strange, creepy man gives your child a balloon dog, which is clearly a setup. Clearly. It's clearly a setup. So the next story is by Vivian Angel. Vivian says, while sitting and waiting while you spoke about what will happen on my tour, my legs from mid-thigh down to my toes suddenly went freezing cold. I looked around for the air conditioning and noticed it was not blowing on me and the rest of my body was normal. I then looked at my friend and she asked if I felt like the floor was shaking and I told her that the whole hotel feels like it's shaking. It kind of felt like being on a ship on water. She then felt something brush against her leg and looked to see what it was, but nothing was there. That could have just been the hotel manager. That could have been Morris. Giving you chills. No, Jasper. I'm sorry. Jasper. Maybe it was Morris. Maybe it was Morris. That was it. It was the hotel manager. It's just the previous one. The general manager. Yeah. So this is the next story. Mm -hmm. My last experience was in the morgue at the very end of the tour when the ghost tour guide was trying to contact a young man. I stood at the very edge of the freezer, and my friend stood right next to me with her back to an empty hall that we had all just come through. While the guide was trying to communicate, my friend whispered to me asking if I had heard that. I turned to her and let her know that I only heard a child say something that I couldn't make out. I then turned back around to listen to the guide. A few moments had only passed when my friend asked me again if I could hear that. What is that? Mm. We're going to find out. I asked her what she had heard, and she had stated she was hearing breathing in her right ear between us. That's creepy. Well, in her ear right between us. But it still works the same way, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I bent a little and tried to listen, but heard nothing. So I just shook my head and turned back around. She then told me to hold my breath so she could listen, and I did so for about 20 seconds. After a few more moments had passed, she told me again, You don't hear that? This time, the look on her face was of horror, and her eyes were teary. I then shook my head. Then turn back to listen (laughs) to the guide because you're a crazy person. (laughs) And that's like the way Crystal would treat me in this situation. Suddenly, it felt as if someone took both their hands and slowly expanded their fingertips widely on the back of my head. Sort of like the way my dad used to act like he'd crack an egg on my head. You ever have him do that? They would like that. Then you'd sort of feel like the eggs. You just had to be there, I guess. (laughs) I turned around, but nothing was there. Plus, my head was against the freezer, so no one could have done that. Wow, what if you So how do you explain that, science? How do you explain (laughs) that? (laughs) What would you do if you felt someone squeezing? I still wouldn't I wouldn't even be there. I would have already left. And you wouldn't go to the Crescent Hotel? Well, we haven't got that far yet. (laughs) This is a conversation we have to have. We'll have it in a minute. Next story. My fiance and I were there for the weekend and actually stayed in room 419. That is Theodora's room, if you'll recall. We had no experiences in our room. However, on the 9.30 p.m. ghost tour, it was a different story. We were on the tour and had just made it down to the second floor and were walking up to Michael's room as the tour guide had just started telling his story. I was one of the last to meet the party, so I leaned up against the wall close to the door And as soon as I leaned my shoulder into the wall, I heard Mike said out loud. Oh, no, that is a scary thing to hear. Mike is scary. Mike! (laughs) It was said one time in a male voice. I asked my fiance if she had heard anything or said anything as she was close to me. She had neither heard nor said anything. Or so she said to him. Well, she said it was a male voice, or he says it's a male voice. Well, she might have just acted like she didn't hear it to freak him out. No one else in the group knew who I was or my name. Oh, his name is Mike. 
Yeah. So they would have no reason to call me out. Except for the tour guide. (laughs) I got goosebumps and started sweating and just felt weird right after it happened. We were talking about it coming home and the same feelings hit all over again. That would be kind of creepy that to hear creepy your name. Yeah, well, I mean, you've heard your name called before in a situation where your name shouldn't have been that called, right? That is true. Mm. I have heard my mother's voice call my name, and she wasn't there. Yeah. Crazy talks it what is it crazy. is. So this story is um, Debbie Baxter was in room 419 on a ghost tour in July. Her camera kept going off and taking pictures sporadically until the battery drained out. Here is one of the photos taken by her camera of interesting reflections or light anomalies on the face of the painting of Theodora. And that was the one that I showed you that was in the Theodora's room. With I the saw light. that with a weird cir- circle around eye. Mm-hmm. That creeped me out. I didn't say anything about it because I was sort of scared she might come out of my computer. <laughs> so some paranormal investigators have also, invest- tons of them have investigated this place. Well, if it's the most haunted hotel in America, mm-hmm. I'm sure everybody's either been there or wants to go there. Well, they have like convention type things all every year too where bunches of people come and do all kinds of investigations. Okay. Here's one paranormal report. Last week, I met a couple that were staying at the Crescent on the first floor near the governor's suite. They said the first night of their multi-night stay, nothing happened, explaining that they had heard that you need to be in the hotel at least a couple of nights before anything strange happens. Well, that's probably what screwed us up at the 1790, I think. Yeah, you got to stay more than one night. Yeah. They said on their second night, when they were going to bed, they folded the blanket and comforter back onto the foot of the bed and just slept with only the sheet covering them. The husband awoke in the middle of the night sweating, turned on the bedside lamp, and woke up his wife in dismay. The blanket and comforter were not only pulled up over them, but someone or something had tightly tucked them in. Oh, no, that's like the scariest thing can happen. Somebody (laughs) gently tuck you in. (laughs) That is scary. That's terrifying. He said that happened three times that same night. Whoever or whatever was in the room, he said, Wanted them tucked in and tucked in tightly. You were not getting up, sort of like our dogs do you in the morning. I know. Right? So I have to call you in there to help me get out help of bed. Help me. She'll text me in. She always has this little thing. She texts me every morning. I, I, I wait <laughs> to see it. And, and then when I get in there, she's like, I'm stuck. I am stuck. You know I really Dogs am. just jammed in like both sides of her body. It's like a, a mobile. You can't get out. And They've done legs, it to me before. Yeah, you literally, a grown man have. can't get out between these dogs. He said that happened three times. That same night, whoever, oh, we talked about that. After that, during the rest of their stay, they would discover upon awakening or returning to their room that things would have been moved around the room from where they were just before going to sleep or departing the room. Okay. They said that items moved were just small, insignificant things, but enough to let them know someone or something was or had been there. All right. They concluded by stating that they really enjoyed their stay <laughs> and that they would indeed be returning to the Crescent. I like to be tucked in against my will, is what I'm saying. It's just like an it's sort of one of them experiences you pay extra for. Well, at least it was nice and just mo- rearranging things. Don't get out of bed, is what we're saying. I mean, you could get behind that, right? I could get in. I could, actually. I'd love to get in bed right now. Okay, so here's another story. Uh, this is a second paranormal report from Room 419. It's the room said to still be inhabited by the spirit of Theodora, a prim and proper woman. She is believed to have been a live-in member of Norman Baker's Cancer Curable Hospital staff during the late 1930s, and Room 419 was her room. Records show that Room 419 is the Crescent Hotel's second most requested room because of Theodora's rumored housekeeping service, tidying up after guests who stay in that room, but only if she enjoys their company. That's where I want to stay. I don't blame you. Uh, I don't want to stay there either. I do want to stay there. <laughs> she going to like, like make me. up the bed for me? She won't like me. You know that's how oh, it works, right? Oh, well, we right? would see. I have been told by guests staying in room 419 that they conduct experiments in that room, purposefully leaving messes. Okay, I could do this. <laughs> in hopes that Theodora will make her presence known by folding their clothes, organizing their closet, and or attractively arranging personal items that had been scattered across the room. All told me that, evidently, Theodora must not have given them the ghostly nod of approval. Then, just recently, a couple told me they had purposefully scattered their loose change around the room on tabletops, nightstand, etc., 
shortly before leaving for dinner downstairs in the crystal dining room. Upon their return, they were overjoyed to find their coins neatly reorganized in stacks of quarters, dimes, nickels, and pennies, and all placed together atop their dresser. No that would one, be cool. That, that would be kind of cool. Ah, I need to count that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one knows how Theodora determines whom she favors, but this couple, it appears, had managed to make a good impression, which they said was... I can't believe I'm going to say oh, this. Oh, this is so lame. Quite sensible. You get it? C-E-N-T-S. You get it? Yeah. Do you get it? I got it. I don't get it. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> okay, another paranormal report. Guests who revisited our hotel recently and retook the ghost tour took delight in recounting a story that had happened to them at the Crescent some 10 years earlier. They said that they had arrived around 2 o'clock one spring afternoon for an early check-in. They got their key to room 221 and proceeded to take the elevator to the second floor. You know they were there at 9 a.m. if they were (laughs) there at 2. They were not there at hour Did they pay for that early check-in? No, of course not. They probably bought a dog dog. (laughs) and children. When the elevator door opened, standing there, seemingly waiting for them, was a man in an all-black Victorian-style outfit. The man asked if he could show the couple to their room. Thinking he was a hotel employee... They told the man they were in room 221 and handed them their key. Upon arriving at room 221, the helpful man unlocked the door and pushed it open. The man remained just outside the doorway, smiling and tilting his head side to side repeatedly. The guest quietly turned to her husband and suggested that perhaps the man wanted a tip. (laughs) In the nanosecond that it took the husband to hand the man a tip, the man had disappeared. Nowhere to be seen down the long hallway. I guess he knew they didn't have what he was looking for. Guess not. He didn't. Uh, he's he going to try to pull gum. out some change or something. <laughs> It'd be like when, you know, Kevin gives uh, the guy on some Home Alone 2, he's like, here you go. It's like the, the zebra kind, I think. It doesn't even. Fruit stripe. Yeah. Puzzled but not concerned, the couple relaxed in their room until they left for their scheduled evening ghost tour. Following the tour, they returned to the room only to discover that their key would not unlock their door. He's a scammer. He was. He's told their key. They went down to the front desk where the clerk apologized that, by mistake, he had given them the key to room 321 at check-in. The couple explained that the key worked for the employee who let them into their room, describing the helpful man and his attire. Because that's the thing. They have actual keys. These aren't yeah. cards. They're the actual keys you got to put in the lock and turn them. Right, so they should only fit in one door. In theory. (laughs) The front desk clerk informed them that they had no employee who fit that description and no employee wears that kind of entire. Oh, no. The couple never saw that helpful man again. Uh Wow, that would be kind of freaky because they had already been in the room. That would. So what would have happened if they didn't take their eyes off of him? I guess he still could have vanished. And where's the key? Like, how did he have the right key? Did he take their wallet? I think he did. I mean, they don't say in the story. Maybe they hadn't figured it out before they set the review. (laughs) Or that one of the credit cards is gone, and the ghost has bought him some of that magic elixir water stock. That he could just go get the water right out of the stream. The stock, Crystal. Oh, the stock. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm sure that's still available. He's more modern these days, you know? So, you know how we talked about it being a cancer hospital back in the day? Yes. And a lot of people went there with great hope, you know? But you Mm. don't really think about these people personally. Well, they just recently, like just the other day, posted this. They found this letter that one of the patients had written while he was there. All right. So, they have the actual letter. Okay. And um, we can read that letter for you. You want to read it? Yeah. It's from December 9th, 1938. My dear little bunch, the weather has blowed off nice and has been a pretty day. Me and another old man walked to town this afternoon, but I haven't had any mail from home yet. This is an awful out-of-way place, and mail is slow getting in and out, but I will surely get something tomorrow. I wrote to Floyd and Vera McClure at High Texas today. We'll mail this tomorrow. I have wrote you two letters already. Onietta. Onietta. This, you can tell us is all. Yeah. I can't even read that name. It's Oneida. Can you send me Holt's address? I sure would like to kiss my wife, big girl, little girl, and my sunny boy. Good night. Saturday morning, 10th. 
have been pretty busy up to now. Castor oil at six, tonic at seven, shaved, went to breakfast, took needle treatment back to room, on bed with hot pack, have just got back from a little walk and some air, yes, and had carrot juice at nine. They say that all the medicines and food used here are made from vegetables, herbs, roots, and bark. Can't tell you what they're going to do with my main trouble, but they sure seem to work over your blood and system. They didn't find much the mater with me. which The I, matter. It's That's spelled what it's the matter. Say, yeah. Yeah. My blood was 30 points low and my main trouble. Some people come here and they find several ailments that they didn't know they had. <laughs> what, how convenient. <laughs> how convenient. Right? That makes it more expensive because of course, no, it, of course does. it does. One man came just ahead of me with several ailments and they charged him $500 flat rate for five weeks treatment without room. Some are saving some money rooming out, but they wanted me here in the hospital. It seems that most of them has to stay as much as five weeks and some longer since the mails seem so slow. You'd better let me know soon how you think we are going to get along financially. Guess I will try to stay the three weeks if I don't stay any longer. I have $47 now. I will take $3 more for next week, $50 for the next, and about $30 for a ticket and a little for laundry. About $90 more for three weeks. This sure has been a long week for me. And since I haven't had a letter and wondering if some of you are bad sick, I'm going to try to write to Mammy today and I'm not sure of her address. Well, the last mail has come for this week, and I didn't get a letter. Don't know what to think, and it seems there is nothing I can do about it. We'll quit and get this in the mail. Love to all, LJB, Luther J. Baggett. Yeah, that is pretty, like, wild. That is wild. About his day and... He actually... I think he's feeling like this is kind of a scam based on him talking about how people come in and they just find out they have stuff wrong with them they didn't even know. So, like, when you go in a mechanic shop, you're like, I need an oil change. You're like, no, what you need (laughs) is a new engine block. Yeah. And tires. Right. And a flux capacitor. Those are a lot more expensive. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, he died February 24th, 1939, shortly after his letter was sent. So, about two months after. That's terrible. But yeah, it kind of puts a face to these actual people that were there for hope and, you know, so. So this guy was a scumbag. Yeah. Not Luther, but. Not him. (laughs) The doctor. The doctor. The not doctor. Not not, not this guy. I'm sure this guy was amazing. And you can see the stationery was the Baker Hospital. It's like, it's just crazy. That is, I love the fonts on these old things. It's just, it's so cool. I mean, outside of the fact that this guy's a maniac. But with all the tragedy there, you can see why it may be haunted. And speaking of, I really want to go. <laughs> well, I guess we'll discuss that at an upcoming date that is not at this moment. We oh, see the whole hotel is just gorgeous, and then like the whole city. So that's it, right? That's there? the city. That's the city. Yeah. Okay. No, that's like downtown. I was about to say. I thought this place is a mansion. That it just is. looks like uh, corner shops or something. No, that is. But there, it's like really nice. Okay. But how far away did you say the drive was? Nah, just 15 hours. 15 hours? Yeah, that ain't no biggie. And then, like, flying there is as much as flying to Vegas, it's you said? It's more, actually, than flying to Vegas, I found out. Oh, it's wow. It'd be like, you know, $2,000 round trip oh, wow. for both of us together. That's wow. crazy. And that doesn't include staying there? No, that doesn't even include staying there and or paying, like, the ghost or, or paying the protection fees that <laughs> Jasper's going to charge you, you know, where he's got this little racket going. You know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So let's move on to the next segment. No, we're going to talk about... Unless you want to go make reservations right now. Jasper. I want a whole section about Jasper. So that's going to bring us to the portion of this show where we... Insert graphic here. I see. I don't flip cameras around (laughs) now. It's just weird. So you can't mess it up. I can't mess it up. Yeah. What? Oh, no, I just did. (laughs) What? (laughs) One, two, three. What What we're we're watching. watching. So this week, I got it. That's I nailed it. Yeah, she nailed it. I nailed that it. was the twenty seventh take. It right was there. not. It was, and I had to edit all those out. It I don't know not. how I managed. <laughs> so this week we've been watching 
uh, ghosts. Because we've been talking about ghosts. We've been talking about ghosts. Now, I know we've probably talked about the TV show Ghosts before, but that's the USA version. Apparently, it's in the much the same way I think The Office is based off of a British TV show. This TV show Ghost is actually based off the British TV show Ghost, which is an entirely different TV show that has basically the exact same premise, right? Yeah, it's exactly the same premise, but the house is a little more run down, I would say. Yes, it's more of a, a stately manner than, I mean, the house in the new TV show is, is like something you, what would you call that? Well, they turned it into like a bed and breakfast hotel type deal, so it was close to being ready. This one, they're trying to turn it into like a it's wedding a venue, and it's just... Mess. It's, uh, yeah. It's very disastrous. And the characters are very similar, but there's some slight differences, but they are actually really funny. I've actually grown from watching this to to appreciating it as much as the, the American TV show, because I did like it, and I give a review, or my, my dog chart, uh, dog chart, dog chart <laughs> rating here in just a few seconds, but... The synopsis of this show is basically that there's a couple that are trying to find a home. They don't have any money, and they're struggling to to find an apartment. And then the the lady of the couple finds out that some relative that she doesn't even know at all just died, and she is the only living descendant, and she inherits this massive house that's in horrible condition. <laughs> yeah. So they move in and they just decide that they're going to renovate it and turn it into a hotel or something to that effect at first. And she ends up having a fall and she jars her head. And then somehow being close to death allows her to actually see ghosts. Mm -hmm. And they see her and they can communicate, but she's the only one that can see them. So this house, wherever you die in this show, you stay there forever unless you... I'm not even going to use the term that they use. You can watch <laughs> the show you move if you on. Want, that you move on. So there, there are ghosts from all kinds of time periods that are interacting with her. And to me, it's a it's it's and it's a sitcom kind of thing. So it's yeah. like a, it's a mystery of the week kind of. How are we going to solve this problem? Kind of show. They're always getting into mischief. Yeah. So what what do you think about this show? I'm going to give it a ten out of twelve. Okay. I like it slightly less than the American version. But I do like it. It's funny. I, I like the couple from the American version better and um, some of the characters. But I like a few of the characters on the UK version. They're pretty good. They're actually growing on me. The, yeah. the couple the couple on the UK version have grown on me. Yeah. I like them a lot better. They're not as fun as they're, they're not Sam as fun. and Jay. Some of the characters are, are really good. Like I like the poet guy. Yeah, he's funny. He's funny. And uh the sad thing is, is that we found out the show only made it two seasons. Yeah, so. and their seasons are very short. Yeah, the first season was six episodes, I think. The the last season was like eight. And we were finishing it up last night and you fell asleep on the last episode. I probably have to rewatch that whole episode again. Yeah, it was the last episode. You made it about halfway and then I turned it off because well, you, you were asleep. you think I made it halfway. Well, The portion of it that I you, seemed like yeah. I was awake in, I probably, probably was weren't. not. No, we both know this. So you're giving it 10 I'm out of 12 dog torts. Because, yeah, dog torts. <laughs> Because the American version, there's like 20-something episodes per season. Yeah. It's a lot. There's a lot going on. And I'm we have a new episode to watch. Oh, I just saw it was recorded I want to go Thursday. see it because it's uh, I'm excited about that. That and the death and other details that we've talked about. There's like yeah. there's still episodes coming out. We can't just binge it because we have to wait. Like the Common old, people. Yeah, common people. <laughs> caveman days of television watching. Uh, it's like we have to get up and push a button instead of just using a remote control. One of the 12 remotes we have on the bed at any given time. I don't understand what today's technology, how we cannot incorporate all of our stuff into one. Into our phone. And Yeah, even Why that. even need a remote? Just put it on the phone. But we literally have four remotes. We have one for the volume. We have one for the TV. We have one for the cable box. And then we have a fourth one that has no determinant function. No, but one it's is the for bed. The, no, one's for the bed. One is for the, the DVD volume. player. Oh, then we have five. Yeah. We have five remotes yeah. at any given time. So, And I'm always having to grab And the dog's always which, laying on something yeah, and all like, the time. Our, vet, our bed will vibrate and move up and down and stuff. And the dogs are always like turning on the vibration and yeah. putting the foot of the bed up 
where your feet are above your head. Put you in space yeah. mode where you're like an astronaut <laughs> taking off on Apollo 13 or something. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So I will give this show also a 10 out of 12. Um, I really like it. The only thing I'm taking stars away from on the show is the fact that it didn't get to continue, which I guess in a way is not their fault. You didn't sure say we were, were giving it. stars. You said dog tarts. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I will give it uh, 10 dog tarts. Okay. Dog tarts. Um, we moved on from treats. It's just dog tarts now. <laughs> so that's going to bring us to the portion of the show that we like to call Layla, Layla and, and Coffee, Coffee Talk. Talk. So who screwed that up? Wasn't me. Well, I guess the only person that gets seen messing up is going to be you. <laughs> You're going to leave I'm it in there. It. <laughs> You're going to leave my mistakes in. <laughs> yeah. So what happened to the dogs this week? Well, they're Other not very thrilled. Oh, they did both get sick and throw up, and yeah. I almost died because yeah. I don't deal with throw up. I cleaned it up. You did, which I'm very Such grateful for because I would not. I would just move. Just burn the house to the right. ground. Yeah. Well, I he threw up on a rug. It was terrible. I burned the house to the ground. <laughs> I cannot Sorry. deal with it. So we rearranged the studio and got this green screen, and Coffee's not too sure about how she feels, and she's the most important since she's producing this whole thing. She's in charge. She is. I answer to her. Is she laying on her bed now? Yes, she is. Well, yesterday when we were setting this up, she was like walking all over the bottom of the green screen. She pulled it halfway down. She did. When I came back in here, it was <laughs> tilted at a 45-degree angle. It doesn't matter where we are in this room. Like, if one of us is standing up moving to do something, she is right underfoot. Like, you cannot move a light or a camera. Yeah, she's got to be there. She's got to help. Yeah, she has to supervise. She is the executive producer, you know. She is, so, she's waiting to see how this turns out, and we'll let you know next week how she feels about green screens. Yeah, she may hate it. I may hate it she after may. I go look at it, because this is our first run with it. And well, we did a little test run, but we haven't done a full episode run with it yet. Yeah, this is going to be a whole thing, so yeah. I don't know. But, you know, but back to Layla and Coffee. That's all. <laughs> well, I don't have anything you heard it here first, friends. Them. We don't really have anything else to <laughs> yeah, say about they, these dogs. They got sick and, uh, they got sick and well, puked. They, they demanded their dinner Knocked down my green screen. extra early this morning, uh, yeah. this afternoon. Yeah, they, they did. They, they got violent. They You got to feel, I'd say, are they bullies? Yeah, they are bullies. They beat me up all the time. Coffee's half the time just punching me in the face. He's like, tell, tell me you love me. Tell me you love me. <laughs> Pet me on my belly. <laughs> you know, where have I heard this before? You know, it's like, just right. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, I wasn't supposed to bring that up in presence of you. I, I forgot. That was my previous girlfriend, Bertha. Oh, I'm sure that's that was cute. It was cute, I'm sure. <laughs> she didn't have a ballroom, I guarantee you that. Uh, Bertha Ballroom. Bertha Ballroom. <laughs> that's probably one of the rooms that you could rent in this place, honestly. Bertha's Ballroom. So if you'd like to find us online, you can go to scarysavannahandbeyond.com. We're also on all social media platforms, including YouTube. So go check that out and see how our video went here. We would like to ask you to go check out our Patreon because you can get ad-free episodes plus bonus content and all kinds of other great things there it's patreon.com forward slash scary savannah or you can go to our website and click on the tab that says patreon oddly enough and it will take you there <laughs> we also would want you to go and do like our good friend savannah and yes. buy a coffee for us which you can do if you go to our website go to the bottom left hand corner of the screen click on the yellow coffee cup Spend any number of donations in coffee you like between one and seventy-five thousand. Yeah, now we need ring lights, so we need help. I thought you said you already ordered those. Well, we have to pay for them. They don't just to, give them to me because I'm pretty. We have to pay for it. Yeah. You mean this is this whole thing costs money? Oh my gosh. <laughs> of course it costs money. How much money? This did green you, screen was yeah. like thirty dollars. Well, it was, and we already had a green screen, but it was crappy. It was terrible, and yeah. I think it's still in here somewhere. He refuses to part with it. He bought it at I a thrift store. I told you to burn it last night. It's just because it was in your way. I'm still mad at but it. But he bought this thing at a thrift store probably 10 years ago, I would say. That sounds right. It's never once come out of its packaging. Well, it has once. I did it with the uh, Keith Morrison things that we did. Oh, well, that one time. So twice. And so we got it out, and it's like crooked, and you can't bend it back into shape. And he just wants to hold on to it for some I'm reason. I'm going to let it go. Because he's sentimental. Like I'm going to do like you. I'm going to watch several videos on YouTube about how to dispose of green <laughs> screens and figure out how most of the professional YouTube moms 
would get rid of the green screen. You just throw it away. You put it in a black trash bag and you don't feel well, bad about it. You probably have to describe yourself as a butterfly or a ladybug. <laughs> a ladybug. <laughs> or perhaps like a hummingbird. I don't know. That might be a phase I have created. But th- that yeah. will tell you the most efficient way to get rid of your personal green screen. <laughs> Which, whatever that may be in your life. For me, my green screen is actually a green screen. It is actually a green screen. Much like a (laughs) WAPO. Exactly. Yeah. So that's going to bring us to the portion of the show where you say words. I agree with those words. Say something witty, and then I knock this green screen over. (laughs) Join us next time in Savannah, where the ghosts and the good times live on. But do you know who don't? Who? That's going to be my bank account when I get done spending money on this Dr. Jackson's Miracle Water <laughs> Elixir because I feel like that's the future. You know people tell you to put money you in gold and ailment. silver. You got an eye ailment? Your eye itch? Are you just hungry? Oh, don't say that word. Oh, She'll poke her head no, up. No, she is going to poke her head up. I guess on that note, we should leave. We should go. Yeah. We should go eat some food. Sounds good. Yeah.